when we, that's, I saw seven musicians up here, amen, when we started this church, amen, it was me, praise God, amen, and for the five, first five years, a lot of times it was just one musician and one singer, praise the Lord, but look at what the Lord has done, isn't that beautiful, praise God, amen, so I don't mind praising him, praise the Lord. Amen. I can't do everything. And we're just blessed. We're blessed. Thank God for all of you. Praise the Lord. And so we, we don't have enough channels back there for everybody. Amen. For all the mics and the instruments we have. And so we need to upgrade that, not because we want something new, but because our shoes don't fit in what we had when we started. Amen. And so that's not the only thing we're doing. Uh, but um, there are several projects we have. And the Lord just continues to bless us, the budget uh, that, that, that you see that we have the goal to raise. Uh, we really need more than that, praise the Lord. But I thank God that we have insurance and there's some things that have happened. And, and so we're going to probably end up doubling what we're going to do in terms of what we're communicated. And uh, the Lord blessed us to replace the roof next door. And uh, not just put new shingles on it. They're going to take the whole roof off. Praise God. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. He told me, he said, we got to do a cold upgrade. That building was built in the 1960s. And so you can't put a new roof on an old roof. Uh, the thickness of it is not right. And so uh, we kind of knew there was a problem. And uh, I didn't know how we was going to fix it. They said, we're just going to take all of the board off and put the right board up there before we put a new roof on it. And so uh, I got an adjustment uh, from the adjuster and because uh, they sent some numbers. And I said, I don't know how y'all going to do all of that with this. But they increased the claim uh, significantly. And so that's just happened in the past week. Praise the Lord. So the Lord just keeps on doing things for us, amen, and blessing us in ways, and so we don't want to uh, not participate and share, we want to invest, amen, in what the Lord is doing, uh, knowing that it's bigger than this brick and mortar structure, uh, but uh, we got to have a home and a place to come to worship and to fellowship and to receive instruction and do the work of the Lord. Uh, this is just our home base and where we come, you know, they're putting a gas station down on the corner. And um, and I say, well, there's a gas station already here, praise the Lord, in the spirit. Amen. That's what we're here for. Amen. To get refueled, to get retooled, to get refined. Amen. So the kingdom can expand through us. Praise the Lord. And so we thank God for what he's doing. And uh, we want to take care of what the Lord has blessed us with. We don't want to be the sore eye on the block, praise the God. So we want to paint these buildings and um, and uh, need some improvements next door and uh, improve our sound quality in here. And uh, there's a whole lot of other stuff we need to do, but we're going to bite one piece of it off at a time. Is that right? Praise God. Amen. We There's a few things I want to share before I get into the Word. And before I get, get away from myself, I just want to thank God for all of you. Uh, and I know this week's been Thanksgiving, and we've had several uh, in town and out of town. Uh, but I have my family here this morning, so I want you to stand up. My family, stand up. Got some here from Tulsa, some here from Texas, some here from Missouri. Praise the Lord. Amen. My dad's sisters are here. Uh, uh, 
Kay and Felicia, and thank God for her and my cousin. And, of course, my sisters are here every week, praise God. But we thank God for them, too, and their family. And uh, my mom and dad from Kansas City are here, praise the Lord. And uh, my, my other sister uh, from my, my, my Kansas City sister is here. And I want her to stand up. She got the baby, but her fiancé is here, amen. And it's, uh, they got engaged this week. So we just, amen, thank God for them. And congratulations to them. And we're just happy to have him here sharing with us his daughter. She must have went next door with our young people. But uh, we're just excited and just praise God. And some of y'all's family we met uh, even on Thanksgiving Day. We thank you. We had some 30 people with us at the Salvation Army. And we think they said we fed close to 400 people. And so we just thank God for the ministry of giving. And I saw our new deacons. Uh, I said, this is what happened in Acts chapter 6. They was uh, giving, directing traffic, waiting tables. And so both our deacons, amen, were here on Thursday. And uh, <coughs> we just thank the Lord for what he's doing. And uh, we just bless God. I did want to share with you, uh, before I forget, a couple things coming up. Uh, number one, our team leaders, and you know who you are. Uh, we're meeting on this Thursday at 7 o'clock here at the church. Team leaders. Amen. Don't, don't, don't question yourself. You know who you are. But I'm saying that over the microphone on Wednesday at 7 o'clock, November the 30th. And then we thank God for our Christmas at the Remnant, which is going to be on December 18th. And after service that day, we're going to have a we're going to have a fellowship dinner, fellowship lunch, and Sister Dorsina, Dion, and others are putting that together and so we want to come and we're going to worship and we're going to eat we're going to eat good thank god amen so we're going to have some good food that day and uh we want to come and bring somebody with you uh that will really be our last what we say sunday morning in-person worship service of 2022 because uh when we get to new year's eve we're going to be here in worship but that's on a saturday night and we will conclude on early Sunday morning so we want you to be with your family on January the 1st and we will not be here in person in worship that day and we will also not be here in person on December the 25th and so we have a whole lot of pastors I know don't shut their church down for nothing amen but I want you to be with your family amen and so on December the 25th and the first don't come up and pull up in this parking lot ain't nobody gonna be here all right and so I'm telling you now and uh, we, we want to do a better job communicating not that we've done a bad job but we have a lot going on we want you to be a part of it and don't want you to miss uh, what God is doing before we go into 2023 uh, we're going to be in uh, 60 hours of prayer and fasting and the church going to be open continuously from January, not January, December the 29th through December the 31st. And we will come in at midnight on the 29th, and we will end that consecration on noon on the 31st. And 60 hours of prayer and fasting, I'm going to be here that entire time. The Lord say the same, and we're going to soak in his presence. Amen. We're not going to wait to 2023 to get right. Amen. To hear from God. We're going to know what he's saying before we get there. So we're going to come in and saturate this place. Amen. With the glory and the anointing of God. And lay before the Lord. Seek the Lord. 60 hours. Uh, I used to call it three days, three nights. Set in. We modified it a little bit. But we're going to be here. 
And every third hour, there's going to be prayer. In between that time, there'll be rest, there'll be teaching. And so nobody having an excuse not to participate because we're going to be here all day and all night. And you're welcome to come in and out, and uh, the doors will be open. And a lot of churches don't do that no more, but we do it here, uh, not because we are better, but we want to see God bless his people. And it's this thing kind of stuff don't come up uh, through jumping and shouting. The revivals aren't preached up. They're prayed down. And listen, you have to put time on your calendar for it. And so I'm, we are 30 days in advance. I'm telling you what we've got going on. We're going to be here, and the doors will be open. 60 hours of prayer and fasting, January, not January, December 29th through the 31st. We're going to have sign-up sheets. Y'all not going to wear me out. I'm going to be in here praying. I'm not going to pray by myself. And so we're going to want people to sign up. You're going to take an hour. We're going to have several opportunities. And we want you to bring your family. Sometimes we worry about our children and what they're going to do. Sometimes they need to come and they need to sit in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And they need to pray too. So we're going to be here. And we're going to come back. On the 31st, uh, we're going to leave here at noon, and we're going to have a special consecration and anointing service. Amen. Some of y'all were here last year when we did that. Don't miss it. Amen. Take a lunch break and come down to the church. Amen. Because the glory is here. But we're going to come back that night at 10 o'clock for our New Year's Eve worship service, and we're going to have a high time of the Lord. Amen. And then in January, we're going to come back. We're going to take a little break. Uh, but we're going to go into another 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's not a full fast, but it'll be a modified fast. We'll put out a schedule. But January the 11th through the 31st will be in 21 days. There won't be a time of no eating at all, but we'll have a, a different uh, diet. We'll distribute, and none of this, we don't want nobody to do it. If you got medication, take your medicine. Talk to your doctor. I don't want nobody in here falling out and falling down, talking about the pastor told me to do this. Listen, I told you, amen, that this is an opportunity. There's windows, and so you get in it where you can get in it. Everybody can't do everything like everybody else, but what you can do, do it. Amen, amen. And so January the 11th through the 31st, uh, we'll be in 21 days of prayer and consecration. And every Wednesday in January, uh, we will be here in prayer at 7 o'clock. And there will be one night the men going to lead the prayer. There will be a one night the women going to lead the prayer. Uh, we're going to have one night we're going to pray, and then we're going to get some teaching on wellness and uh, health and taking care of our physical temple. And uh, we always here on noon at Thursdays for prayer. Amen. It's here, the emphasis here, we are praying church. Amen. God's got something he wants to do through us and in us. Amen. Through us, but we got to let him do it in us first. And when we come out of that, we're going to go into a time of revival and renewal of February 1st, the 2nd, and the 3rd. And it's not going to be no ordinary revival because we will have come out of two periods of consecration. And so there's going to be something unusual happening in this church. Amen. And so we want to set the atmosphere. Come on, we want to plow up the ground. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of church as usual. I want God to do something on the inside of me. Amen. I want God to do something for my family. There's folk need to be saved, need to be healed, need to be delivered. 
and we're not going to get it. Amen. Running up and down the aisle and doing all this. Sometimes we got to get on our face, lay on the floor. Amen. Call on the Lord. Amen. Isaiah says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. It's a lot of stuff we got going on, but we don't have enough prayer. And so we're going to have more prayer going on. The old folk used to say, you got much prayer, you got much power, you got little prayer, you got little prayer power, you got no prayer, you got no power. Amen. And so I think y'all got the message, uh, the heart for the house. We've already said that. And so we'll get these things out, but I wanted to put it in your ear. And y'all be looking around and say, I didn't know nothing about that. I told you, praise the Lord, and we're going to be communicating it. But we want you to participate, and we want you to get in where you can. We're going to go to the word of the Lord. Time has gotten away from me, so I can't be before you long. Uh, we're going to read from Mark chapter 2, verse 13 through 17. The word of the Lord says, then Jesus went out to the lake shore, the New, Live Life, New Living Translation again, and taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Jesus said, follow me and be my disciple. Jesus said to him, so Jesus, so Levi rather got up and followed him. Levi later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable des sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of religious law who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said unto them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. We've been talking about the ministry of restoration this month, restoration, and we dealt with that on last week and even had our elevation service. We talked about the anointing of the Lord and how Jesus had the ministry of restoration, and we see a furtherance of that ministry here in Mark chapter 2, verse 13. And today I want to talk to you from the subject and the topic with the question, is there a doctor in the house? Somebody say that, is there a doctor in the house? And now I know just here in this room this morning, we've got at least three people I know in this room that do have that designation in terms of their profession. Uh, but this morning, I'm not necessarily talking about um, medical science, but we're talking about the ministry of healing, the ministry of healing. Healing is a ministry of restoration and oftentimes when we think of the ministry of healing, we think about sickness and disease. But the ministry of healing really has more to do with what's going on with our mind and our will and our emotions more than it does with our physical body. Oftentimes, folks that are dealing with sickness and disease, um, sometimes that sickness and disease really comes from uh, a life of stress and worry and work and uh, things that they're carrying that materialize in our physical body. 
And we understand here that Jesus has this ministry of healing and this ministry of healing draws crowds because there is no shortage of sick people. There is no shortage of folk dealing with issues. Uh, the current job I have professionally uh, revolves around health care and I was doing an audit not too long ago and looking at some expenses um, and I saw how uh, the prescription uh, expense was so high and I just began to wonder why come is it that there's so much dollars being spent here but because folk are trying to uh, deal with the symptoms of the disease that they're going through and so that's why we have a pharmacy on every corner CVS and Walgreens and Walmart neighborhood market never gonna go out of business because there are folk dealing with illness and there are folk dealing with disease and <coughs> so Jesus here has this ministry where he goes around, and I like what Acts 10 and 38 says, Jesus went around doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And here in Mark chapter 2, it says Jesus went out on the lake shore again and taught the disciples that were coming to him, and he does this after he just deals with a man who is paralytic and who has an issue where he cannot walk, and he is carried on a mat, he's lowered through the roof, in a sign of desperation uh, because he wants to get in contact with the healer. And you know that if we want healing, we need to come in contact with the healer. And I make the announcement to you, there is a doctor in the house. And this doctor makes house calls sometime in the early eight, 1900s, 1800s. Instead of us having to make an appointment and go see the doctor, the doctor used to come and see us. It used to come into people's homes because of transportation issues, uh, medical situations where people just could not leave the place where they were. The doctor had a bag, and he would go into the home, and he would see the patient. And even now, there is some trends where some of these uh, home health is a big deal, uh, but it's uh, very expensive to get a doctor to come to your house unless you have a personal connection and relationship where uh, you can call somebody that you know. Praise the Lord. We have a personal relationship and connection with someone that we can call, amen, who isn't sending us a bill when we get done. Praise the Lord. Amen. We need to learn how to call on Jesus Christ. He is our healer, and he is the one that comes to make us whole. Jesus here, he walks along the lake shore. He teaches the crowds that are coming to him, and as he walks, he sees Levi, also known as Matthew, and he is sitting at his tax collector booth. Matthew here, he is in a place where he is going about his day doing uh, his regular work, and he gets um, this opportunity where he hears from God, and he receives this invitation to follow and to become a disciple. Listen, this morning I announced to you today uh, that God places us in the kingdom with a purpose, for a purpose. And the purpose of kingdom relationship is to help us flourish and to grow. And God wants us all to have the same ministry that Jesus had, which was a ministry of reconciliation, a ministry of restoration. And listen, there's an opportunity for it because there is no shortage of sick people. 
And I'm not talking about those that are in the hospital this morning, but sick and, un and incomplete and without uh, wholeness spiritually. Folks are broken everywhere. The reason we got broken schools and broken businesses and broken governments because you got broken people there. And we, we got broken churches because you got broken people. And it's time for us to leave this place of brokenness and get healed. Somebody say get healed. Come on, God wants us to get healed. And listen, there's no reason for us to stay broken because there is someone in the room there is someone that makes house calls and visits, and he has what we need, amen, to make us whole. And the first thing that we need to make us whole principally is not someone to take some blessed oil and slap it across our head, but we need the word. Somebody say, I need the word. Come on, the word of God is the medicine and the prescription that God has written for every situation, everything that concerns our life. And that's why you will always see Jesus withdraw himself and he goes back to a place of teaching. You look at verse thing, verse 13 in Matthew, cha Mark chapter 2, it says he taught the crowds that were coming to him. Listen, the miracles and the signs and the wonders that he worked were great. But really, Jesus wanted to get kingdom information and instruction to his people, amen, to help them understand what their purpose was, to help them understand what his plan was for their life. And listen, God wants us, amen, to have that same priority when it comes to our understanding of what he wants to do on the inside of us. And I said the other day, amen, so he can free us from some things. A lot of times we get free when we get information. And there's a lot of stuff that darkness don't want us to know. There's a lot of stuff the world don't want us to know because the world don't want us to be free. Amen. The world wants you to be sick. Amen. Because if you stay sick, you got to keep buying medicine. Come on. But listen, Jesus wants to heal us and he wants to bless us. He wants to touch us. He wants to set us free. He wants to give us what we need so we can go into the place that he's called us to. Here, Jesus tells Levi to follow him and become his disciple. And Levi gets up and he follows Jesus. But in verse 15, we find out that Levi invites Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests. And among them are many other people that were just like Levi and other sinners. And listen, a lot of times when we get saved, amen, and when we get in a place with God, sometimes, amen, we hear that advice that we need to change our friends and we need to change our environment. And there is a lot of truth to that. But I submit to you this this mandate today that God is getting ready to do something unusual and different in and through us. And he doesn't want us to just run away from those that need our help. Come on. He doesn't want us to separate ourselves from folks that are in a place that need what we have received from the Lord. Listen, he has this ministry of restoration and this ministry of restoration is a ministry of replication. What God is doing in your life, he doesn't want to just do it in your life. He want to do it in the folks sitting next to you. Come on. He want to do it in the folk on your job, in your school, in your business, on your neighborhood, in your street. Come on. Wherever you live, wherever you go, God wants to replicate what is in you through you but you've got to let him do something on the inside of you first the first thing Levi had to do was follow and to become a disciple Levi got up and followed Jesus and he had so much confidence 
in what God had sent him to do and what God had called him into that he wanted to share it with others. He want others who had the same lifestyle that he had to receive the blessing and the miracle of salvation, which is the greatest miracle that we will ever see. So I'm here to tell you today, God doesn't place you and call you into the kingdom by yourself and for yourself, but he wants you to help other people flourish and to grow. There is a harvest of souls getting ready to come into the kingdom like never before. Let me shift prophetically here and tell you even this, the remnant church, the Lord let me know that we're getting ready to grow into a, in a time and a season of exponential growth, and it's going to happen in and through your life. Come on. What God is doing on you and in you in this church, in this ministry, is not going to stop with you, amen, but it's about to go forward. It's going to go higher. It's going to spread like wildfire. There's going to be an expansion like never before, amen, because God wants souls to come in his kingdom. And listen, in order for us to do this, we have to have an opportunity. And listen, Levi had an opportunity, and Levi had influence, and Levi didn't use his influence in a selfish way, but he wanted other people to see and to know and to experience what he had. Come on, that's a sign of spiritual maturity when we are no longer thinking about what we want and how we feel and what we got, but we want to share it with somebody else. Come on, the things I used to do, I don't do no more. The places I used to go, I don't go no more, but I want to bring somebody along with me. I want them to experience the harvest and the mandate and the ministry that God has brought restoration in my life. God is getting ready to open up major doors for us. What are these doors? These doors are opportunities for us to share the Lord Jesus Christ in a more personal way. Levi invited folk to his house. Now, I'm not telling you you need to put something on Facebook and invite everybody that you don't know to your home. That's not what I'm saying today. But what I'm saying today is that we have to have a mindset and a ministry like Jesus' early disciples did and the early church did, amen, where they wanted others to experience what they had, not only in our world, not only in our church, Amen. But exponential growth is coming. Amen. Our focus, even as we go into 2023, is still to empower people and connect people. But the goal of kingdom ministry is always replication. God wants to reproduce in us. Amen. What he can reproduce through us. Come on. He wants to reproduce in you so he can reproduce through you. God's goal and God's mandate and God's mission is always, somebody say, exponential growth. Come on. It's always multiplication. And this goes beyond numbers. It goes beyond how many seats we can fill. But it goes into a place of how many folk can we raise up? How many folk can we invite and bring into this same place of restoration and wholeness where we have experienced a new life with God? The purpose of this scripture, however, is not to deal just with the sinner in the marketplace, but to deal with the sinner in the temple. Here, Jesus, he says he heard a man, the Pharisees, who saw him go into this place where they thought Jesus did not belong. Why is he eating and dining with those who are tax collectors? Now, what difference does it make? Amen. Here in this time and in this culture, a tax collector or a publican was not a profession that was known for its honesty and integrity. They had the assignment to collect on behalf of the Roman government, but oftentimes they put a little 
little extra in their pocket and assessed more than what they were really supposed to for selfish gain. And so these people were shunned and looked down upon in disdain by the Jews. And they were looked down upon by the Pharisees because of their dishonesty and not understanding why these folk who are known for dishonesty and sinful behavior are sitting down with Jesus and eating a meal in the home of someone who has a big reputation for being a sinner. But listen, Jesus said, I didn't come to call the righteous, but I came to call the sinners to repentance. And listen, listen, a lot of times we wonder in church, amen, what's going on and how come God is doing this like he's doing it, amen. But what you don't understand is that you can be in the church, but the church not be in you. And there's a lot of church folk that don't know God, and there's a lot of folk in the world that don't want nothing to do with the church because of folk inside of the church. Listen, there's a doctor in the house, amen, to deal with our sickness and our spiritual disease. Listen, there is a doctor in the house to deal with our brokenness. Come on, come on, we've got to get healed. Somebody say, you've got to get healed. Come on, we've got to get delivered. Come on, you've got to get delivered. You've got to get set free. Come on, following Jesus is more than words. Following Jesus requires an action. It's not an action that shuts people out and shuts people off. See, some of us, we've gotten self-righteous and we think we anointed now. Amen. So I can't deal with these folk. But listen, God don't anoint you so you can leave your place of influence. He anoints you so you can go out there and spread like wildfire the glory and the ministry of the restoration of God. Sometimes I wonder, Lord, why did you put me in this place? Why did you put me in this job? Why did you put me in this profession? Because there's somebody there that doesn't know Jesus. Does anybody have a marketplace ministry in here? You say, I went to my job to get a check. Come on, but there's somebody in there that is looking at your life and they need to see a light. And the reason why there's so much darkness is because there's too many of us hiding who we are and hiding whose we are. I've gotten to a place now, I don't care what you think about me. Amen. I'm not ashamed of the gospel like Paul said because it's the power of God under salvation. Come on, there's something that got a hold of me. Somebody said, I went to a meet one night. My heart wasn't night, but God got a hold of me. Come on, the Holy Ghost got a hold of me. And come on, it's time for us to let God get a hold of us. It's time for us to stop keeping, amen, God in a box and realize that he makes house calls. Come on, he's not high polluting, amen. He's not too uh, big to come down to our place of brokenness. He's not too big to come down to our place of loneliness. He's not too big to come to our place of depression. Come on, God sees you right where you are. Even when Levi was doing what he wanted to do, like he wanted to do it, he wasn't doing anything to bring glory to God. But Jesus saw him and he asked him to follow him. And listen, some of us, sometimes we're looking at folk and we're wondering what's going on. Come on, but we need to start looking at folk like Jesus look at them. Come on, when Jesus look at them, he don't see who you are right now. He sees who you are to become. Come on, when he looks at you, he doesn't see the mistake. Come on, he doesn't see your failure, but he sees the favor and the blessing of God. He doesn't see someone, amen, that he doesn't like and he doesn't love, that he sees someone who's the object of his affection, his affection, who is the hope of his creation. Come on.
alone. He doesn't look at us in disdain. He doesn't look at our blemish, but he sees us whole. Come on. God is not looking at your divorce. Come on. He's not looking at your financial trouble. Come on. He's not looking at your mistake. Come on. He's not looking at your failure, but he sees purpose on the inside of you. And listen, you don't have to stay where you are. Come on. You don't have to stay where you are. Jesus makes house calls today. And sometimes, amen, we don't have a problem with us going to this place to get healed. But we need to learn how to carry that healing ministry to our home. Come on, we need to carry that ministry on our job. Come on, we need to carry that ministry when we go out into the marketplace because somebody needs it. Somebody say, somebody needs your ministry. Somebody needs your testimony. Somebody needs you, amen, to have a word on the inside. But you got to get in a place with Jesus and get taught. It is in the release of the word that it brings a place where God allows us to be restored. Amen. We can't neglect the teaching. We can't neglect the principles of the word of God. It's got to be a primary importance. We have to realize the primary importance and priority of the kingdom is found in Mark chapter 2 and 5 where Jesus told the man, I see that you can't walk. I see that you're paralyzed, but your sins are forgiven. Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm glad today that God is not just worried about whether I need a physical healing, but he sees a spiritual brokenness that's going on on the inside and he sees the place of separation and he says your sins are forgiven. Listen, they had a problem with this. They didn't have a problem with the man being healed, but they had a problem with Jesus' authority speaking over the word of this man's life that your sins are forgiven. They questioned his authority. Who are you to forgive sins? But not realizing that this was the righteous one, the son of God, and that the ministry of restoration takes place not when we get up and walk physically on our legs, but when we get up out of our place of desperation and doubt and worry and sickness and trouble and unforgiveness and allow God to release us from darkness. There was a debate going on as to why this man was paralyzed. What sin did he commit to be in this situation? But listen, it was more a spiritual condition that Jesus was interested in restoring him in the right relationship with God. Come on, there's a lot of sick folk in our world. Come on, there's a lot of sick folk in the place, in our marketplace. When we go out and we serve, come on, but listen, more than anything, more than money and more than cars and diamonds and rings and all of this stuff, folk need healing and deliverance. Come on, and listen, this there somebody in here that realizes and will answer the call and know that there's a doctor in the house there's a bomb in Gilead to heal our brokenness, to heal our sin, to forgive our disease and knows and he can see us in our broken place and he wants to come into our broken space and heal us. Somebody say God wants to heal you. Come on, if you want to be restored, then you've got to let the word and the Lord touch you. Come on, you've got to hear the word of God. You've got to respond to the word of God. And sometimes we get intimidated by the word. Amen. We need the freshness of the revelation. Amen. So we can understand how to unlock doors, how to unlock windows, how to unlock destiny and purpose over our life and over our family. Amen. Praise God. God wants to use your influence for the kingdom. He wants to heal you. But the healing doesn't stop with you. The healing starts with you. Somebody say, the healing does not stop with me. The healing starts with me. 
Come on, what God did for me, he can do it for you. Come on, what God did for Levi, he wanted to do it for Levi's friends. He wanted to bring it into that place of influence that Levi was in. He wanted Levi to have a ministry of healing. He wanted Levi to carry that ministry of Jesus and not be selfish about it. Come on, not be self-seeking about it. Amen. Not neglect and stay away from folk thinking something going to get on you. Come on, you ain't got to worry about something getting on you. Come on, if greater is he that's in you than he that's within the world. Sometimes we walk in fear instead of faith and we think, I can't go here. I can't do that. I can't be that. But listen, when God gets on the inside of you, you don't have to worry about something jumping on you. Amen. You need to worry about those, amen, who are in a place, amen, that need to be released from south, released from bondage, released from fear, released from darkness. Come on, God wants you, amen, to show up amen with the doctor come on he is the doctor come on but he needs you to carry him with you to your house come on and say is there a doctor in the house this morning is there somebody that know jesus is there somebody that's not afraid to bring jesus to the place of your place of influence is there somebody that's not afraid to bring jesus to your place of business amen to let the world know that there's a better way there's a light that shines from glory amen there's a place of healing there's a place of blessing somebody needs a doctor today somebody needs healing today but you've got to leave where you were comfortable and go to them and sister god has given us that ministry now amen where it's not just what happens when we are here but it's what happens when we are not here amen you don't have to go alone and i banish you not to go by yourself but you need to take the lord with you somebody said take the lord with you everywhere you go come on have you ever been somewhere amen and somebody fell sick amen and they needed help amen amen you say you're in a good place because there's a doctor in the house come on does anybody know jesus today amen does anybody know how to call him today amen not just call him when you have trouble but call him amen Amen. They said if you call him, he answers prayer. Come on, there is something, amen, that God wants to do. Come on, he wants you to go into broken places, and he wants you to bring the healer to them. Somebody say, take the healer with you, and take the healer to them. Hallelujah. Sometimes we wondering and wanting God to do something here. Come on, but God wants to do something when you're not here. Jesus had to go to them because these people were barred from coming into the temple because of their profession. Come on, they weren't welcome. You ever been in church and you ever felt like that? Not welcome. Listen, I was going to sit in the whole church after year after year and felt not welcome. Come on, come on. But there's a doctor in the house. Come on. If I need deliverance, come on. If I need healing, come on. If I need salvation, I'll be able to find it when I come to the house of God. And if you are a man or woman of God, I ought to be able to find it when I come to your house too. Come on. If you're a man or woman of God, I'll be able to find it when I sit in your cubicle. If you're a man or woman of God, I'll be able to find it when I sit and ride down the highway in your car come on because there's a doctor in the house come on his name is jesus come on he's not fixed to the four walls of the building we're in saints come on he wants to come to our house come on but he needs an invitation amen listen god didn't call us to put on a church face and to put on church clothes come on he wants us to carry the character of christ 
wherever we are. Come on, our greatest ministry is not what we do when we are here. It's what we do when we are not here. Come on, it's how we act when we go sit down at the dinner table in the restaurant. Somebody say, Lord, help me. Come on, it's how we act when we go in the store and they ring your stuff up and it's not right. Come on, it's how you act when you're on your job and they talking crazy and treating you and looking over you. Come on, it's not what happens when you're here. Come on, but it's what happens when you're not here. God wants us to be like Levi came in contact with Jesus, received the information to become a disciple, but then he begins to make other disciples. It's not just a word that he's spoken, amen, but his ministry becomes a ministry that carries to his place of influence because that's how the kingdom operates. The kingdom expands through our life and listen, sometimes we live in such a way where we're not thinking about nobody else. Come on, and that's not the spirit of God. Come on, the spirit of God is one, amen, that looks behind on your own need and your own want and can see people where they are and listen I guarantee you there's somebody right now in a place where you have influence that is looking for God come on they're looking for his love they're looking for his son they're looking for a word come on they're looking for hope they're looking for encouragement but you've got to show up and you've got to be willing to bring Jesus with you and invite Jesus in to the place where you are Thank you, Jesus. Your life should be a ministry that restores. There's somebody that needs restoration. They don't need somebody to judge them. They don't need somebody to avoid them. They don't need somebody to label them. They don't need nobody to tell them how unspiritual they are and how carnal they are. They need somebody to put their arms around them and share the love of God. And listen, church, God is looking for a church, amen, that's not afraid to get dirty, that's not afraid to go in places, amen, where we are uncomfortable, that's not afraid. To invite people into a personal, personal space and share what God is doing with them, with others. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us wondering sometimes why we aren't blessed yet. Amen. God is waiting on you, amen, to stop holding on to what you've received and let it go and release it, amen. And the more you give, the more he give to you, amen. That's why I like this opportunity that God is getting ready to give us, amen. Come on, because there's, amen, there's a financial miracle God want to release, but he's got to get something out of your hand first, amen, amen, so he can get something in it. Praise God, amen, you got to have room for God. Come on, is there room for God to work? Thank you, Jesus. Is there a doctor in the house? Thank you, Jesus. Is there somebody that knows Jesus? Is there somebody that needs healing? <clears throat> is there somebody that has what others need? Come on, what is it that I need to have? I need to have Jesus. And when I have Jesus, I'm not selfish no more. When I have Jesus, I'm not religious. Come on, when I have a relationship with God, amen, it's such so strong that it begins to replicate amen and others begin to experience it too thank you jesus there's no shortage of brokenness amen but that's why god calls forth a remnant because he wants to restore through us amen he wants us to be fruitful and increase he wants to bring us back to a place of wholeness amen but he didn't come to call the righteous he come to call sinners to repentance. 
healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Now, I know we've got preventative medicine, amen, and, and our health care system, amen. One side of it really don't want you to be sick. They want you to be well because they make more money when you don't go to the doctor. Come on, they make more money when you don't need the medicine. But listen, God is not trying to get something from you. He don't have a hidden agenda. He just wants you to experience the best. He wants you to experience his blessing. Listen, and he makes house calls today. Come on, he makes house calls today. You say, I couldn't get nobody else to come see about me. I couldn't get nobody else to come help me. Come on, call God. Call Jesus. Amen. Levi invited Jesus. Is God welcome in your home? Come on. Is he welcome? Amen. In the place that you frequent. Come on. Is he welcome? Amen. Do you look one way here and look another way when you go somewhere else? And they, listen, sometimes folk get confused. Amen. Because what we they doing, we doing it too. Amen. Come on. And that's why we got to get free too in the house. Amen. Because too many of us, we've conformed ourselves to the world. Amen. Bible say come out from among them and be separate. Be different. That wasn't just saying disconnect and come in isolation. That was saying get in a place of consecration and holiness with God. Get in a place of right relationship with God so that the light of his love shines through your life. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody needs a doctor. Somebody needs a healing touch. Is there a doctor in the house? There is. His name is Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I need him right now. Somebody says that I need his touch right now. Come on, I need his help right now. I need his strength right now. I need his hope right now. I need his healing on the inside right now. There's nothing physically wrong with me. Amen. But my mind needs to be renewed. Come on. There's nothing physically wrong with me, but my heart is broken. Come on. My heart is hard. Amen. My mind is not made up. Come on. It's messed up. Amen. And that's why I like what the root word of forgiveness means. Because it has to do with a start and a change in the mind. Come on and listen. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Too many folk, amen, they not sick physically, but they sick mentally, amen, in the mind, amen, folk crazy, and they need deliverance. Come on, and we need it too. Somebody say, I need it too. Come on, the devil is after your mind. Come on, he's after your thought life. Come on, he's after, amen, your emotions and your will. Come on, but there's a doctor in the house today. Come on, somebody say you're not crazy, amen. You're not, something not wrong with you, amen. You're just missing an important piece, and you're missing the Lord. Come on, you're missing a close relationship with the Lord. Come on, there's a doctor in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Jesus said, I didn't come to call the righteous. Amen. Come on. He said, there'll be many. He'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't know you. Come on. Don't spend all your time in here. Amen. And miss heaven and miss God. It's time for us to get healed on the inside out. There is a doctor in the house. There is a balm in Gilead. Somebody say his name is Jesus. Stand to your feet, all of your building. God, we thank you this morning for the ministry of restoration and we thank you for restoration now in our thinking to change the way that we look at people and that we look at ourselves you see the place where we're broken you see the place where we're sick you see the place where we're not whole 
You see the place where we need to be restored, where we need to be made over again. And Lord, we want you to visit us where we are right now. We want you to visit us where we are right now. We need your healing touch today. We need your wholeness today. We need your peace today. We need your love today. And God, we don't want to look down. God, we want to look up. God, you didn't cause us to judge. God, you caused us to love. And Lord, we thank you that you are the doctor in the sick room. God, whatever we need today, you've got it. And we can have it by faith. God, we're not going to be selfish with it. We're going to share the message. We're going to share the word. We're going to share the love of God. And we are welcome in our house today. God, just like Levi invited you, we invite you today. Come on to live in our heart. Come on to get in our business. Somebody say, God want to get in your business. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, he wants to get in your sphere of influence. Oh, bless the name of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But it's got to start with you. You've got to get up. You've got to follow him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, right now for what you're getting ready to do, what you're going to do. God, to go in the places that folk thought, amen, were off limits. And you're about to open up the door and opportunity for us to witness. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Come on, lift your hands up all over the building. Thank you, Jesus. I'm speaking. Amen. Some of you say, I'm retired. I don't go to the place, workplace anymore. There's somebody in your sphere of influence that needs to see Jesus. They need a doctor. Come on. They need healing. They need salvation. They need deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. Stop looking at your job. It's like a job. You need to start looking at your job like a ministry. Come on. Come on. There's a ministry on the inside of you. Come on. God didn't just call you to make money, but he called you to bring forth ministry. He wants you to bring forth purpose and destiny. He wants the kingdom to exponentially grow through your life. And I speak now over man, every woman, every boy, every girl in this room. God, that we are ambassadors for your kingdom. And we know, amen, where to get healing. Because we know there is a doctor in the house. God, we're not looking. We're not wondering where to find it. But we found the answer. And it's in the word of God. And we thank you that you are the living word. You are the living bread. You are the children's bread. And healing is ours today. And we thank you that you are here to bring forth wholeness now. God, we need your help today. Like never before, the enemy wants us to compartmentalize who we are. He wants us to close up our life, our testimony. He wants us to cover up our light. But Lord, we're not going to be undercover Christians. God, we're not going to be undercover believers or followers. But Lord, we'll tell the world, amen, that you, you brought us from, oh God, darkness into the light. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your name now. We love you now. Come on, we bless you now. We honor you now. Glory, hallelujah. We glorify you now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Folk coming into this house don't look like us. Don't dress like us. Thank you, Jesus. But they hungry for God. Amen. 
They are hungry for God. Come on, and they're going to need healing, and they're going to need deliverance. Amen. But they got to come into contact with folk that know the healer. Amen. That know the deliverer. Come on. Hallelujah. Ain't no sense in going to a place to get healing. Amen. And the healing ain't present. Ain't no sense in going into a place to get filled. And there's nothing to give. There's nothing being poured out. Come on. God says, I want to be right in the middle of what's going on. There I am, the doctor that's in the house to heal the brokenhearted. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to stay like you are. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to heal you. There's a doctor in the house.